it's just really a powerful depiction of parenthood. Fate has has made his life grim. Things are bad. Things are tough. But you you're thinking of your children a lot more than yourself, despite what's going on. So your heart really pities the plight of of this father and his son and a family in this kind of really low situation and a very moving moment. It makes you grateful for your own blessings. Welcome to episode 14 of the 20 digit scene review podcast. I have myself David and co-host Alex. Hello. Every week we each review a scene and today is episode 14 even. I guess that means I'm up and today I have Remember the Titans. It is a 2000 came out in the year 2000 uh absolutely brilliant film a feel-good movie and some actually refer to it as maybe one of the best football films out there if uh, you were to pick top five it's definitely there uh when i saw this i was deeply moved throughout and i have a a cool scene here picked off i actually have two namely because the first scene plays into the second and it's just a, it's just a surreal moment, a really nice moment. Uh, last week, I talked about a really nice friendship theme between two women. And this week, continuing that theme a little bit is a bit of a bromance going on. So in this in this scene, uh, the two that takes center stage is Jerry and Julius, who are the co-captains i guess of the defensive line for the football team and the thing of note the biggest context around this scene it takes place in the 1950s and 60s i'm going to say here that uh, this is loosely based off uh, a real team back in 1961 i say loosely because there are certain liberties taken in this movie i'm not going to go over the historical accuracy at all instead i'll just focus on the fictional aspect of it uh, so what, just to kind of set up the scene here, uh, what happens is that um, there's uh, uh, there's a group of black athletes that are trying out for the black te- uh, for the football team, and there's a group of white athletes that are trying out for the same team, and of course during this period, at least in this fictional time in this fantasy world anyway, that uh, there is racial tensions, uh, and there's also racial tensions among the coaches. Uh, the Denzel Washington is the star. Uh, he plays Coach Boone, and Will Patton plays Coach Yost. So there's a bit of a, a dual uh, racial tension going on between leadership and coaching as well as players. And so I'll, I'll take you through the scene now. And this takes place before the school starts. It's uh, before the football season has started. And the first scene takes place after uh, Coach Boone has taken the team through a tremendous amount of exercises, um, endurance runs, punishing runs, punishing exercises, and partly it's to get the boys into shape, but it's also his intent is to build an environment where the common enemy is uh, is not uh, the black versus the white players, trying to remove that racial tension by building a sense of commonality, a common enemy, if you will, so that they can 
they can they can actually merge and 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 build friendship among them that's his sort of goal and so at the end of one of the uh, grueling uh grueling workouts jerry uh, played by ryan uh, addresses julius and go and and tells him look we gotta we gotta we gotta figure this out together and julius then goes on and say do what together and it's a it's a very much a, an interesting moment where Jerry, who is the captain, realizes that uh, in his attempt to lead the team, uh, he realizes he is biased amongst his uh, white friends. And Julius, in particular, calls out uh, that Jerry is not calling out uh, one of the blockers on the offensive line. He is not blocking properly. He's just letting his black quarterback uh, teammate getting get roasted and get get toasted every time they, they go on the line and do scrimmages and then in turn jerry tells julius is that you know you keep you don't listen to anybody you run over everybody uh and you're just a waste of talent basically and so that sets up the scene which i want to go through which is a pivotal moment and a beautiful moment uh where in which a scrimmage is happening and just like before and just as julius had mentioned his um his friend blocking uh, as the scrimmage starts, he doesn't block, and his quarterback athlete gets 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 sacked. And, and but at this point, it's Jerry uh, goes up to his friend, who's white, and says, "Look, you gotta you gotta block. You can't do that." And he basically calls him out. And it's a very it's a it's very much a pivotal moment uh, in the movie, pivotal moment in the characters. And the next play that ensues. Uh, what's interesting is Julius, instead of running over the guy that's trying to block him, he spins off of him. So he kind of he actually listens to what Jerry had said before, and then you know takes out the running back. And it uh, and at that point, Julius and Jerry come together, and they 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 you know proceed to have this sort of romance moment. And the, the sort of the turning point is when Jerry kind of hits Julius and goes, you know, left side. And he kind of looks at him, and there's a bit of a stare because he hit, he had hit him, and Julius was like, "Okay, is he hating me because he's attacking me?" And he realizes he's not. And at that point, he hits him back in sort of a sort of a in a, in a bonding moment, and says, "Strong side." And then they they go on to this dialogue: left side, strong side, left side, strong side. And you see the music sort of crescendo into this clearly a bonding moment when the the, the leaders of both sort of the white athletes and the black athletes, are black athletes coming together. And, and at that point, the team gels and comes together. Uh, so for me, uh, and I'll, stop, I'll stop in a minute, but I wanted to really take a moment to identify this scene because it's, it's not only just a beautiful moment in the movie, but it's just one of those, mo- one of those scenes where you can take into, into, the, into real life and just realize that, you know, this, these types of bonding moments can happen and, uh, in our everyday lives, and and it's um, it was just a really nice moment between the two of them. Uh, I personally believe that character development, whether in movies or in you know person, they're the most important things that we can do. Uh, and for me, when watching a movie, I would definitely take a character development, uh, a movie that's focused more on character development over plot. I could deal with a weak plot so as long as the characters develop and there's good characters among them. And not to say that this is a weak plot, but it's just one of those things where I just love a good set of characters and how they come in and, and how they deal with things. So anyway, I'll stop there and 
and, and get Alex's comments on this, but um, I really just, uh, every time I watch this, I, I actually kind of tear up a little bit, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a nice moment. And I, I, I definitely, it's definitely one that uh, I would um, use as a coaching example uh, in real life for sure in sport or in, in any other sort of facet of uh -huh. life. Yeah. Okay. So you had the 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 two complementary scenes that went together. So talking about the first one, which on on YouTube is titled uh, "Attitude Reflects Leadership," which is kind of the key line at the end of it. Um, I liked how the dialogue of of the script was was not quite predictable. It was it was yeah. one character kind of providing uh, uh, counter arguments or unexpected perspective in, uh, to the other one. You know, the, the one character would would say a certain thing. You know feeling very confident about the, the statement and the, the, that he's trying to make. And yet the other one comes back, well, yeah, but you didn't think about this right. other angle and you, you're not even considering that you're doing this, but you're saying that and this and that. So I, I liked that, that part of the script. Um, and so, yeah, as you, as you described, the captain took it to heart and uh, he changed his own attitude and approach. And this culminated in results on the field and also unification of the teammates and not just teammates, but of people in, in right. the town, in the, in right. the area. And so, yeah, definitely a uh, film, of course, is the main general overall theme is, is covering uh, racism and segregation in that, in that uh, time period, 1960s. And, you know, as I was writing it out, I think that era is not really that far from, from us no, in our current no. moment right you know it's like 50 60 years ago and stuff and even from our own um birth years it's not very far so right right it's, it's still uh yeah sorry you had a comment you know i was just about to say one of the inaccuracies <laughs> of uh like it, it is actually the real school was tc williams high school mm -hmm. and uh, and one of the inaccuracies that that the historians will point out is that um sort of this this racial divide actually was 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 okay was actually um was not an issue in 1961 um so it, it was a bit of a liberty i guess and it, and i guess mm -hmm. for people that are watching literally 30 some odd years later they're not going to know the difference but mm -hmm. i think the point is that it's just certainly there was racial tension it's not far away and there's still racial tension today so yeah it's interesting yeah. and that's segregation right so it's yeah, uh, you can absolutely just convey the the, the points of, of the scriptwriter, of the director of, of the mm -hmm. overall production team that yeah, i'm sure they had uh you know goals in mind in terms of we want to bring to light this and that and and tell a, a good story so that we can combat the negative effects of mm -hmm. you know that kind of bad thinking in the world and, and hopefully change the world and so you can only applaud them for that yeah, if you haven't seen it, I'd recommend it. It's a, it's a really good yeah, film. Yeah. It's actually a really yeah. good character film. I recommend it for the family for sure. It's uh, it's very good. It's very good. It's uh, yeah, nice. But yeah, so it's the first this the first sports movie. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't yeah, done one before, which done. and there's a few. There's a number of them for sure. But this is mm -hmm. def this is one that sticks out for me, and that okay. scene really is a defining moment for sure. Yeah, and I, I like what to your point uh, that you pointed out of it's it's a it, in life it's a it's a big deal it's it's a good step in terms of just character your own like in real life character development and your uh, maturing as a person to be able to recognize and and then admit to yourself that yeah maybe I'm kind of wrong about something or I hadn't thought about that and here's another perspective and 
that can that can change me for the better. And I, if I take both my old and and the new perspectives and kind of put them together and just become a better person and change the way I live and do something uh, good instead of bad. So right for sure. And and, and just stuff. so you know, like at at the out, the outcome of this is that they actually become best friends. And in real life, they actually do be they are best friends. The only difference is apparently in real life, they didn't ever actually have. The conflict they were always they always got along and they were best friends from from the beginning so oh, okay. that was the interesting part but I, <laughs> I think for the for the purposes of dramatization for the purpose of uh growth and character again it's all it's all about character growth right I, and i don't mind that you know taking that liberty to to show that growth i think that's yeah i think that's that's that's, that's very interesting and it makes it for for better entertainment i guess to some degree Mm-hmm. Yes, by all means, I, I had no issue with any kind of um, artistic liberties that were taken, mm-hmm. at least as far as these scenes were going in and right. the context that they set up. Right. So what uh, what do you have for us this week? All right. My pick is the film uh, Pursuit of Happiness, spelled with a Y on purpose, um, found on Netflix, uh, subway station scene, starting at the one hour and 21 minute mark. Uh 2006 film starring, of course, uh, Will Smith. He's playing a character's name is Chris Gardner. This is the main character. And this is based on a true story of a real-life Chris Gardner. And the son that we see in this sequence of, of a couple of scenes here is um, played by Jaden Smith, who is uh, Will Smith's actual son. Hmm. Um, so that that's pretty neat. And Jaden Smith, I didn't really notice until I started looking it up, but it makes little sense that he also starred in the 2010 remake of The Karate Kid as the lead <laughs> character. Um, so it's like, oh, yeah, you can see that face. Um, so at the time of filming here, uh, Jaden is around eight years old, actually. So if you watch it and you bear that in mind, it, it is some of his acting is to be applauded considering that fact. And Will Smith received a... Um, number of nominations for Best Actor, including an Oscar and a Golden Globe nomination. So that's pretty cool. So subway station scene. Now, to set the stage, the story up to this point is um, Chris Gardner's life has been slowly but surely uh, crumbling. So his, his wife is, is seen very early in the film, but eventually leaves him. Financial troubles are just constant for his him and his family. Just very little income and mounting debts that he just can't pay. And of course, you know, creditors are just going to keep coming after you. And in this sequence, uh, we see the first scene, Gardner and his son arrive home uh, to find themselves apparently evicted. And his home is in quotes where it's really, it's a motel room, which... Uh, as we know it's you rent that on a daily basis right you don't you don't pay pay, uh, monthly so he was in his situation of life that's probably uh, all that he could get um and it's nighttime so chris is still trying to get inside despite apparently being evicted and the, the 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 lock has been changed so he tried the key that he had in his pocket but it didn't work um and so it's just just so he is, he and his son can have somewhere to spend the night. He's still like he's like wiggling the the, the window and just trying to get in, but he can't. So uh, next scene, Chris goes to uh, a friend's place, try to just crash there. No luck, no answer. And at point, this point, despondent, Chris and his son go to a subway station uh, in the city, and Chris has has no idea what they'll do. And you can see uh, Will Smith portraying this well in terms of the facial expressions and the. The lost look, looking left, right, behind, wondering what to do and thinking and absolutely not smiling at what's happening. Um, I picked this scene, this sequence, because it's just really a powerful depiction of parenthood. 
Um, fate has has made his life grim, and yet he still tends to the emotional and psychological well-being of his son. Like this is what a parent does: it's, uh, things are bad, things are tough, but you you're thinking of your children a lot more than yourself, despite what's going on. And so we see in the in the the third scene here that he's putting his son to sleep. Um, there's like quote unquote beddings made out of toilet paper if you if you look actually so that he's not like literally on the floor of, of this of this restroom because they they go in and um they kind of just take shelter there um because that's where they are it just happened to be there and they have nowhere else to go no money to pay rent and it's like night time it's time to go to sleep and then someone is he, he locks the, the public restroom door which is technically not really supposed to be locked except by the janitor you would imagine but yet um someone is trying to get in because it's a public restroom and it he covers his son's ears just so that he's sleeping so he won't wake up and get to the piece the resistance of the scene which is the tears shed by will smith in portraying this moment so your heart really pities the plight of, of this father and his son and it, it to me it's just makes you grateful for your own blessings just to see a family in this kind of really low situation and it's kind of sad <laughs> so yeah found it a, a very moving moment what do you well, i guess the theme of this uh episode four, 14 is, is <laughs> if touching if anything <laughs> i uh have not seen this film myself okay. but i've heard many things about it i know generally what it's about and I think you've picked probably the uh, the low point at which he hits mm -hmm. uh, one of the toughest moments. And it was a brilliant acting performance, no question. I mean, the despair on his face, the despond, like it's just not knowing what to do. He's got his son there that he's trying to care for and can't. He's trying absolutely everything. It's uh, really uh, a low point, obviously. What's interesting, though, is um, as it leads up to the bathroom scene, he still found it in himself to use a bit of imagination there to make light of the situation with mm -hmm. the son. Exactly. And to distract him from, from, trying to, from act, right. realizing from the, how bad things are. The stress, not knowing what to do, and... Quite frankly, is uh, I think one of the things that uh, parents, you know, good parents do is the ability to, for a minute, just uh, not make everything so transparent in terms of the stress, and, and just sort of just block that, so that just uh, mm -hmm. allow the child the uh, the freedom to play, the freedom to just do what they like to do. In this case, just find a place to sleep. So he was. Oh, you know, I love that moment of just playing. This is a time box. You know, this is a time machine, and you know, there's <laughs> yeah. dinosaurs. Got to find a cave. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say it's certainly a sad moment. We don't normally pick them, I guess, and this is the first time we've done so. This is pretty, pretty sad. But his, yeah, it was tough. It was tough, and Will, like, amazing, like just you know, sitting on the floor there. Yeah, yeah. And there's just tears just streaming down his face, just not knowing what to do, and this it's just tough yeah very tough yeah definitely so yeah Jaden Smith I think he plays his part pretty well considering his age like 
both mm-hmm. scenes with the, the the scene in front uh, of the motel door. He's like, "No, open the door." Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Come yeah. on, yeah. very convincing. If you know, yeah, like he's only eight and stuff. This was his uh, debut performance as a child. Oh, actor, was it? Okay, cool. Yeah, in, in the film, so the uh, the real life Chris Gardner uh, did publish an autobiography, and this is prior to the film's making. And um, a couple other bits of trivia: he's actually an associate producer for the film. Oh, really? And yeah, and he. Um, has a microscopic um, cameo appearance towards the very end. Microscopic. <laughs> yeah, like he's not identified. Oh, oh, here is the real Chris. No, it's just right. It's just, it's just as if he were just an extra. In right, the right, or right, something. right. Yeah. I would. And I'm uh, just very curious to hear about his story. I mean, I, I, I think I'm gonna have to wiki him up after this. Mm-hmm. Don't want to spoil it for those that definitely want to watch this. So. <laughs> We'll leave it at that for sure. But no, great. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, although, you know, I was uh, pretty somber after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watching that yeah. scene. I did tear up even just rewatching it today. Yeah, it's stuff, tough. So. It's tough. Yeah. But uh, thanks for that. And looking forward to next episode. So uh, thank you, everyone, for taking the time to listen as every. As we do every week, we have some show notes for you. Feel free to take a look at them on the website and hope to talk to you again next week. Yeah, very well, everyone. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks for listening. You can email us at scenereview at 20digit.com and find us on YouTube by searching for 20digit productions. And we're 20digit on Twitter and Instagram. Note that our website and all our online IDs are spelled with numbers, 20DIGIT. Thanks for listening to the 20 Digit Scene Review Podcast.